you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by the Ford F-Series. DJ Bucky here. And, Buck, this is uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts we do every week, but it's just one of three. Uh, one of three, we hit you Sunday night with the takeaways, 10 takeaways from the games of the day. Then Tuesday and Thursday, we give you audio. And Thursday, we give you a mix because you get the audio and the video because you get to see us. Yeah, so if you're listening to this right now, you can go to NFL.com slash MTS video and you can check out what we're talking about here. What do we have coming up on today's episode, Buck? So week 10 game previews and players to watch. We have the film room. We're going to look at the defensive player of the year candidate, Calais Campbell. Week 11 college picks, and we're going to talk to Northwestern safety Godwin Igwebuke as he joins the show. Nicely done on the last name there, Buck. I've been practicing that all day. He's a, he's a fun one. I'm looking forward to, to chatting with him. Good football player. Let's start out with, though, some news that's just come down recently, and that is the news at the quarterback position with the Minnesota Vikings. They go ahead and put Sam Bradford on IR and activate a friendly name here in Teddy Bridgewater. It's great to see him back being on the active roster. He's going to back up Case Keenum. Uh, initially here for a while. Case Keenum's playing pretty well, Buck. When you look at this football team at the quarterback position with what they have with Keenum and Bridgewater going forward, I mean, can this be a, a Super Bowl contending team? Oh, I think so. I think if you look at the way that they've been able to play around the quarterback position the last two years, really, they have been able to withstand a ton of injuries. They've been able to play whoever at the position and continue to get wins. And the reason I say that they can contend for a Super Bowl is they're built the right way. When you look at the teams that can overcome uh, quarterback issues, strong defense, powerful running game. We talk about you need to have a playmaker at every level of your defense. They have that. Everson Griffin, Eric Kendricks, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith, they cover that thing. The run game, they have a good enough run game to be able to make plays. It would be better if they had Dalvin Cook. But Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray have given them some contributions. And then when I look at the system, the system is very quarterback friendly. Pat Shermer has put a system in place where small, short-arm throws, guys who don't necessarily like to push the ball down the field can be successful. So, yeah, if they continue to play ball control style and lean on their defense and their running game, I think they absolutely can be one of the teams that's standing in the end. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think when you look at the quarterback position, no matter who's playing it in this offense, get the ball out quick. Don't turn the football over. Rely on that defense. It's going to be some low-scoring games, but I think if they're efficient at that position, be it Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater, I think they're a dangerous football team, namely because of that defense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is a team that is in good position to win the AFC North, especially because Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Yeah. The only team that has a legitimate quarterback is Matthew Stafford, and I don't know if they're balanced enough to beat them. I look for the Vikings to be there. All right, let's, uh, let's get some of these games here this week. Our game of the week, we're going to go with one. I don't know if people would have anticipated this before the season. Chargers, even though they're 3-5, and five, a team that's dangerous, going on the road to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when you look at this football game, Buck, you try and find a key to the game. What is it? When I look at the Gus Bradley ball, I believe Melvin <laughs> Gordon has to be a guy that plays a big game for the Chargers. And part of the reason they need to be able to play a big, get a big game from him, you have to be able to run the ball at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Defensively, they are outstanding against the pass. Their defense leads the league in sacks. They do a great job locking people up on the perimeter. The only way you can get them out their comfort zone is to be committed to running the ball. 
with that scheme, with their personnel, they're giving up a lot of yards on the ground. And if you can get them in these situations where you're second and short, third and medium, you're able to still maintain that run-pass balance, that is the best way that you can attack that defense. Because if you get in longer situations, obvious passing downs, it's going to be tough dealing with Saxonville because that front line is outstanding. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And because of the way they play defense there in Jacksonville, they're going to get nose to nose, like you like to say, try and lock those wide receivers up. I think these wideouts for the Chargers have to win some one-on-one matchups. Now, the good thing is when you study them, you see them in some games earlier this year, I see a football team with some weapons on the outside as well as in the slot that can win against tight coverage. You're going to see them here against the New England Patriots. Tyrell Williams comes in motion, and when you get in motion, you're able to identify the coverage. Has somebody following him? You know you got man coverage. Watch him win at the line of scrimmage. Stem up and then get a little bit of separation. Get a nice little window there for Phillip Rivers to fit this ball in in the slot. You got Tyrell Williams winning inside. That's a good sign for the San Diego Char- or for the Los Angeles Chargers. Haven't done that in a while. <laughs> uh, then we see here same game against the Patriots. You got Keenan Allen at the top of your screen. He's in man coverage. Got the, all you have to do as a quarterback here is read the hat. Read the hat of the defender. You see he's on top, so you cue up that back shoulder throw timing. Perfect. You get a big completion. Those back shoulder throws are going to be big this week for Philip Rivers and company. Yeah, the one thing that we know about Philip Rivers is he understands how to handle this type of scheme. We've seen him win games against the Seattle Seahawks. We've seen him win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He understands how to play the patient dink and dunk game and selectively take his shots down the field. It is going to require that kind of patience, that kind of deliberation from the quarterback to be successful. We'll see if they can get it done because in the end, this defense is playing at a level, an historic level. Phillip Rivers has to really make sure that he takes good care of the football. All right, let's get to the Jags here. They're key if they're going to win this football game is what? You know, I normally would say the running game, but I'm going to go back to it. In these games that are very, very competitive, I think it comes down to quarterback play. And for the Jaguars, it's about Blake Bortles not taking, really taking terrific care of the ball. When he turns it over, it's a recipe for disaster for them. They're not necessarily a high-powered offense that can necessarily get you back in games, but they are efficient and they're effective. When they're leaning on the run game with Leonard Fournette and Chris Ivory and then throwing play-action passes to their crew of receivers on the outside, namely Marquise Lee, um, Mercedes Lewis, when they're able to do that, they can be effective, but it really starts with Blake Bortles taking good care of the football. Yeah, taking good care of the football, I think that's a good point. I come back to this football team. If they can just establish the run early, that to me is is my key. Blake Bortles is going to have to make some plays, needs to protect the ball. But if they can establish the run early, it's going to make his job much easier. You know the Chargers are going to come into this game trying to force Blake Bortles into throwing the rock. But if they can just get a little bit of a run game going, don't need to pop any of these 60, 70 yarders, but just get yourself in second and five, second and six, get some good yardage there on first down. Uh, Leonard Fournette being back in the lineup should make that a little bit easier. All right, we got to pick a winner here, Buck. Who are you like in this game? I mean, you laid out the recipe right there. So I'm going to go with what you suggest. I'm going to go to Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe they're going to run the ball. They're going to punish the Chargers up front. Leonard Fournette will be established. Look, he's coming off being suspended for a week or sat down inactive for a week. He'll come back. He'll be feisty and angry. I look for him to have over 100 yards, maybe 30 carries, and he is going to set it up where Blake Bortles has two touchdowns passing. Just put it all out there. I mean, you didn't leave anything left for the imagination. Come on. Exactly. What's yeah, gonna, I like the Chargers to go on the road. Look at Phillip Rivers and what he's done against this football team historically. He's been outstanding. I think he's 6-1 and one lifetime against the Jags. And I know this is the best defense the Jags have had that he'll face. But I think there's some confidence there for Rivers. I think he goes on the road and gets it done like the Chargers in this one. All right, speaking of the Jags, Buck, you look at a player that's maybe the best free agent addition in the offseason, Calais Campbell, bringing him over and what he's done for this football team. 11 sacks leads the league. I went back and watched some tape of him and tried to figure out what he's doing and and how he's playing at such a high level. And I came away with a couple different takeaways, Buck. I I came away with the hands that that he plays with, which are outstanding, and then I came away with the heart, which is another way to say motor. Watch how they're using him here. You're going to see him lined up in three different locations. Here you see him over the center. Going to see a nice little loop stunt here. Watch him work his way around, and then there's the finish. You see that length go ahead and launch himself and finish with a sack. Now you see him lined up outside the tackle against the Colts here. Again, keep the same thing in mind here. Hands. Watch his hands right here. Get in, chuck, and then get a little arm over, and that's an easy win for him. And then watch him finish once he gets home. You find somebody with a lot of sacks, I'll find you a good finisher. There's Calais Campbell. So we've seen him over the center. We've seen him outside the tackle. So now let's look at him inside the tackle here against the Houston Texans. Again, keep an eye on those hands. Watch what he does. He gets his hands inside, and he's going to snatch, pull, Get that guard off balance, 
and then get to the quarterback. And once again, you'll see the effort here to get him on the ground. Mm. So hands and heart, those are the two things he brings to the table for the Jags. 11 sacks, he's been outstanding, I think, very much in the mix to be the defensive player. Of the I year. mean, he is worthy of being in consideration for the defensive player of the year. And I really like what the Jacksonville Jaguars have done. When I wrote about this team last week, I talked about their defense and how they're built the right way. And really, they're built the right way because they've really invested in the defensive line. Calais Campbell coming over as a big money free agent. Malik Jackson coming over as a big money free agent. But then the draft picks that they've invested in that group, Dante Fowler being a first-round pick a few years ago, Yannick Ngakwe being a guy that is also a draft pick. But the final piece of the puzzle, Marcel Darius coming yep. over. So now you get a run stuffer who also has been a two-time pro bowler because he's been a prolific sack artist on the inside. They can win with four. And in this league, if you can win with your front four, getting pressure on the quarterback, and your back end locking it down, makes it easy for everyone because someone is going to get one-on-one matchups, and we're going to see Calais Campbell win those one-on-one matchups based on his hands and his heart, as you illustrated. Oh, that's a great point. I think this this defensive line, you put up there with anybody in the league, and they got a lot of depth to roll guys through. Darius was a, uh, a big-time addition. All right, you ready to do a little rapid fire? Rapid fire, let's get it. Let's go through these games here. One of us will give you a player to watch in this football game, and then we'll both pick a winner. Let's start off here. Packers, Bears, NFC North matchup. My player to watch, I know a lot of people looking at the Packers and Brett Hundley and see what he can do. Mitchell Trubisky, to me, is the player to watch in this football game. I think as we come down the second half of the season, they played kind of training wheels early on for him. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball screen. I think you're going to see them open the offense up a little bit. You're going to see Mitchell Trubisky throw the ball 30-plus times in several of these games coming down the stretch. They're going to find out what they have in their rookie signal caller. I think he's one to watch in this ballgame. Well, I think he absolutely should be one to watch. And if they would take a page from some of the other teams that have had success with their young quarterbacks, I think they need to mix in some of the things that he was able to do successfully at North Carolina. Some of the spread games, some of the quick rhythm stuff that he really – executed flawlessly at North Carolina, I think they need to put in the mix. Also, take advantage of his athleticism. I would like to see them use Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, some zone read stuff. Find a way to get him active on the move. Four or five runs will be enough to change the way the defense has to approach him. If they do that, I think they can be successful. In this game, I'm going with the Bears. You're going with the Bears? I I thought I was going to be on a solo mission. I'm going with the Bears as well. All over the Bears. Packers have issues outside the quarterback. I think we saw that the other night. All right, Browns at Lions. Who's the player to watch? The number one overall pick. Miles Garrett is the player to watch. And the reason he's the player to watch, Matthew Stafford was dealing on Monday night. Outstanding in the pocket. He was very comfortable. They couldn't get him off his spot. Miles Garrett is the one guy for the Browns who can do that. We've seen him show flashes of dominance already in his young career. If he's able to get home, win with some of that speed, quickness, and athleticism, he can change the way Matthew Stafford has to play in the pocket. And because the Lions don't have a credible running game, this is set up for Miles Garrett to have a big day off the edge. All right, does Miles Garrett get a sack in this game? Two. He gets two sacks. Two sacks. Do the Browns get a win in this game? No. No. <laughs> I was just trying to no, say no. No, still more sacks than wins. Yeah, I'm going to go with Detroit as well. I, I, look, I think the Browns continue on their winless ways here. Let's get going. Steelers, Colts, my player to watch in this game. Let's go with T.J. Watt and what he brings to the table for this Steelers team. I love when you watch Watt. I mean, to me, people talk about the effort. They talk about, obviously, the, the family name. To me, I look at somebody that plays with outstanding technique. We talked about the hands of Calais Campbell. See the same thing from T.J. Watt. Also has that athleticism to be able to drop off into coverage. But going up against a, a Colts offensive line that's eh, not very good, let's be honest here, I think T.J. Watt has a chance to have a big game. Yeah, I think T.J. Watt does have a big game. I think Pittsburgh has a big game. I, I saw this on Twitter today. They have zero defensive starters that are still starting the Colts, on the uh, team this year. The Colts. That is unbelievable. Change over the whole, deal, the whole roster. That's, that's, that's unbelievable. Like, even when you change over, like, to have none, no no carryover, there's no way you can win. Let's go with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like Pittsburgh as well. We're on the same page there. Right, let's move on to the next one here. We've got the Saints and the Bills player to watch. Man, we're, we're, we're getting a lot of rookie love here. You got another one? A lot of rookie love. I'm going to go with another running back in that vaunted rookie class. Let's go with Alvin Kamara. And the reason Alvin Kamara deserves to be in the conversation is he's terrific. He is a natural hybrid. We're seeing this guy tally up scrimmage yards. He is outstanding out the backfield as a receiver. Here we're going to see him against the Bucks. Nice and easy. We talked about him coming out being a dynamic player. It's just like a simple slip screen. Gets out there, makes someone miss, gets down the boundary, has blockers in front. He just has a way about him. That kind of reminded me of a young Jamal Charles when he was coming out. I think Saints fans are beginning to see that. And it's not just him. It's also Mark Ingram. It's just a combination of the two being able to make plays 
in and out of the backfield. Once again, out of the backfield, we see him one-on-one. This is a nightmare matchup for any linebacker. It's going to run when the option route breaks outside. Ball is thrown on time, catches it, takes it down the boundary. His ability to affect the game as a hybrid has given the Saints offense another dimension. I love the combination of him and Mark Ingram. I like this, and because of that, I am going with the Saints in this game. You're going with the New Orleans Saints? Look, that's the, that's the popular choice. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills because my, my partner here, Bucky Brooks, has been selling me on these uh, McDermott-led Bills and how hard they <laughs> play. They're at home. Uh, I like Buffalo to win that one. All right, Jets at Bucks. Let's make it sound better than it is. I'm going to go player to watch Robbie Anderson for the Jets. This is a guy talked about in the preseason a couple years ago how he just lit it up, and now he's been given an opportunity. He's getting a lot of play time, and he's making some things happen down the field. Very athletic, very acrobatic when the ball is up in the air. Buck, he's a slight frame, but he's got some juice, some explosiveness, and he's a tough kid. I like Robbie Anderson. I think he's got a chance to have a good game in this one. More Presley, I like the way the Jets are playing. Offense, defense. Special teams is really coming together. I think Ty Bowles has done a great job of keeping this team together. The young guys are giving him juice. Robbie Anderson and that wide receiver core. You talk about Anderson, Jermaine Curse, Josh McCown taking advantage of the situation and then being the runner ball. I think it's too much for the Bucks. The Bucks are in disarray. I'm going to Jets. Yeah, look, the Jets have been a much better football team than I gave them credit for coming into the season. And I think they're catching the Buccaneers at the perfect time. Jameis Winston not playing. You used the word a mess. I can't argue with you there. I'm with you. I think the Jets end up getting a win. All right, let's uh, let's keep this train rolling here. Vikings, Redskins. Look, we referenced the Vikings earlier being a team that is built the right way. And part of the reason they're built the right way, they have so much depth and talent. Jarek McKinnon is the player that I'm watching in this game because he finally got an opportunity to be a big factor in the run game and in the pass game. We saw him go over 100 scrimmage yards. He is beginning to add a little more juice to that offense. He's not quite Dalvin Cook, but he can do some Dalvin Cook-like things. They're beginning to take advantage of him in this offense. Look for them to feature him in the passing game because he has the ability to win the one-on-one matchups. Also, slip draws, misdirections. He can make plays. Look for him to have another 100-plus scrimmage yard game. All right, who you like in this one? I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think the Vikings are well-positioned to be able to win and control their own destiny in the NFC North. I like their defense. I think they overwhelmed the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins shocked me last week, and they went on the road minus six starters, including three offensive linemen and one in Seattle. I think there's something about the mental and physical toughness of this team. I think the Redskins get this one done at home. They get the win. Bengals at Titans. Player to watch. Hey, let's stay on that rookie thing. Corey Davis got a chance to see a little bit of him last week. Not a ton of production, but you saw a back shoulder throw where he could use that big body, nice little toe tap there on the sideline. And I think with Corey Davis, as the season moves along here, if the Titans are going to make a push and make a run at this thing, they need Corey Davis to be a big part of this offense. And I think especially when you get down in the red zone, he can use that big frame, make some things happen. I'm a big fan of Corey Davis and what he brings to the table. I mean, he's outstanding. He's already given them a lift. They needed a number one receiver on the outside. As he continues to get comfortable in this offense and really returns to form, I think he can be a huge factor for this offense. The Tennessee Titans are playing well, but I think this is a desperation game for the Cincinnati Bengals. I have the Bengals going on the road and getting a big win. All right, you like the Bengals. I like the Titans getting this thing done at home. We're kind of splitting on some of these games here. Let's keep it rolling. Texans at Rams. Player to watch. Who is it, Buck? DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league. It's kind of overshadowed uh, by some of the other guys, and I think a lot of times it's due to quarterback play. He lost his star quarterback in Deshaun Watson. He's having to play with Tom Savage, and maybe we will even see a T.J. Yates sighting, but it doesn't matter. When you look at what he's already accomplished in his young career, over 5,000 receiving yards, over 350 catches, one of the best in NFL history in terms of catching the ball and putting the ball in the paint, I love DeAndre Hopkins. I don't love him enough, though, to say that they're going to beat the Rams. You like the Rams? I like the Rams as well. I, I think the Rams playing good football right now. Offensively, they get all the attention. This, this team defensively is, is pretty darn good under Wade Phillips. All right, foul, foul boys. Foul boys at Cowboys. Foul boys. The Cowboys at the Falcons. One team, Cowboys rolling. The Falcons have been reeling. Uh, player to watch in this one, Matt Ryan for me. you got to get find a way to get this football team back on track. Your offensive coordinator has been catching a lot of grief. A lot of flack. Haven't been able to finish drives. Look, I'm going to put this on the quarterback right now. You and Julio Jones haven't been on the same page. You see Matt mess up one play, Julio mess up another. Make it right. They got to make it right, and it's on Matt Ryan to get it done. Matt Ryan needs to have a big game if they're going to get this done at home against the Cowboy team that played pretty darn well last week. Yeah, I don't think this is the week they get back on track. And part of the reason they don't get back on track is because the Cowboys have found and rediscovered the recipe that made them successful a season ago. 
They're running the ball well with Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott has continued to play like a star. But defensively, they're beginning to really put it together. David Irving and David Irving, Marcus Lawrence. Marcus Lawrence, Taco Charlton, they're beginning to get pressure on the passer. They're doing a great job playing that Tampa 2 scheme, keeping the ball in front. And whenever you have Sean Lee back, that defense is different. The Dallas Cowboys look like they're kind of ready to make a run with or without Zeke Elliott. I got the Cowboys going on the road getting a dub. All right. That's, I'm with you on that one. I think the Cowboys end up getting this done as well. I just can't buy into the Falcons with what we've seen lately. All right. This is the game we're all waiting for here. I've been waiting for this one. Potentially uh, the battle for the number one pick. The Giants go on the road to take on the 49ers player to watch here, Buck. Orleans Darkwa. Orleans Darkwa, the running back for the New York Giants, is the player to watch because we have seen – and too often we've seen the New York Giants have to rely solely on Eli Manning. I believe if they can balance out this offense, run the ball successfully, they will have a chance to get a win against the 49ers. Darkwise, ability to run between the tackles, give them a little punch in the run game, should open up some opportunities for them to hit Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard in the pass game. I am saying that the Giants get a win, a much-needed win, over the 49ers. Yeah, and I'm going to say no. I'm going to say <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers get their first win of the year. This matchup, perfect for them. They find a way to get it done. Kyle Shanahan, congratulations on your first win as a head coach. <laughs> early. Just put it out there. Early All congratulations. Right. Yeah, early early congrats. All right, Patriots-Broncos Sunday night game. Would have been a great game in just about any other year. Right now the Broncos are real though. Player to watch in this game. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to go players. I'm going to go with this offensive line for the Denver Broncos collectively as a group. They have struggle, Buck, especially in pass protection. I don't care who's playing quarterback for this team, and it hasn't been good at the quarterback no. position. I don't want to mask that. But getting chucked back into the quarterback, no anchor across the line. Pockets are shrinking. They have to play better. And if they can establish the run, that would be huge in this ballgame. The Patriots, everything points toward the Patriots in this game. I'm just saying if the Broncos want to keep it competitive, they've got to play good up front. They have to play better up front. Uh, whenever you're playing uh, with a cast of characters at the quarterback position, Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, you need to make it easier on them, lessen the load on their shoulders to carry this offense. It starts with the offensive line. They have to be able to run the ball at the Patriots. I don't think they will be able to run the ball, and I don't know if the quarterback, Brock Osweiler, is good enough to connect enough. You already beat the Patriots, though, Buck. He's done Uh, it before. Here we go. Let's go with the Patriots. The Pats! I'm going with the Patriots there. I can't make that case. I think the Patriots end up getting it done. All right, we've got one game left here. Dolphins- Panthers, the Monday night game, player to watch. We're going to stay with the rookie theme. Let's go with Christian McCaffrey being the player to watch in this game. I think there was a blessing in disguise that happened for the Panthers last weekend. When Jonathan Stewart fumbled twice, it forced him out of the game. They put Christian McCaffrey in, and he was able to play as a regular full-time running back. And what we saw, we saw more production. 15 carries, 66 rushing yards. We saw him be active in the passing game. We know that he's a matchup nightmare when he's in space. But you have to get him untracked as a runner by moving him to the front line and maybe getting him more carries on a down-in, down-out basis. I think he can be an effective weapon for them. I'm looking for him to have a big game, and I'm looking for the Panthers to get a win. Yeah, more touches for Christian McCaffrey I think is a good thing. I, I agree with you. I like the Panthers to get this done at home against the Miami Dolphins. All right, if you want to see – the whole cast of podcasts get involved in picking games. We, we got a cool show. It's called the NFL Pick'em, and you can see the times right here, Buck. Saturday, 6, 8, what was it, 6 at 3 p.m., 11 p.m., Sunday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure you check it all out. Yeah, we've got uh, a pretty fun show this week, too. We've got some good things with all the different podcast groups making some picks. All right, Buck, we've got our uh, – uh, it's one of our favorite segments here. It's time now for Push Past the Expected, presented by Visa. We need to talk to some guys that need to step up here in week number 10. Why don't you start us off? Here we go. I'm going to go up to Buffalo and their new acquisition. Kelvin Benjamin needs to step up for the Buffalo Bills. This is a team that made this move because they needed a true number one receiver on the outside. Big body playmaker, someone that can expand the strike zone for Tyrod Taylor. Maybe they can encourage Tyrod Taylor to make uh, more attempts at tight window throws. He can do it. He can put the ball in the paint. I don't like his ability to separate, but I do love the way that he wins those 50-50 balls. He needs to win a couple to expand and open up this Buffalo Bills offense. Well, I, I like that one. I'm going to go, though, with, again, I come back to the Bills. I don't know what happened to you, Buck. You were all about the Bills. And I, mean, I still like the Bills. You jumped off I still the bandwagon. Like the Bills. I'm going Tyrod Taylor because they're going to find a way to get this done this week. He's got to play well, not only p- pushing the ball vertically with his arm, taking care of the football. I think let's let's get those legs going a little bit. Let's let Tyrod run a little bit this week. I think this is a big opportunity for him. I picked the Bills to win, and I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be the one who steps up. 
He needs to step up. They need to have this connection on the outside. In the past game, running game, they've been pretty solid. Shady McCoy continues to be one of the more feared runners in the game, just looking for more complimentary production from the passing game. All right, who we got next? Jordan Howard from the Chicago Bears. Earlier we talked about Mitchell Trubisky needing to have a big game. He's the player to watch in that game. Well, Jordan Howard can make life easy for the rookie quarterback by doing what he does, running the ball effectively, catching the ball when he has the opportunities, particularly in late-game situations. If he can run it and catch it, I think he can be an effective guy. He needs to be a guy that gets over 100-plus scrimmage yards because the Bears are dependent on him and Tariq Cohen to be their primary playmakers to support that quarterback. We both like them getting that done. All right, A.J. Green for me is next on the list. One catch for six yards and really a nice takedown, though, a rear naked choke and some little rabbit punches <laughs> there against Jalen Ramsey. You could tell he definitely lost his cool in that ball game. Jalen Ramsey had some more to say after the fact, too. Uh, he was tough and weak and all kinds yeah, of stuff. So stuff. this is a big week for A.J. Green to step his game up, have a nice bounce back. I think A.J. Green eventually will bounce back. Like, that is out of character for him to act like that. But sometimes as the as the old line, you get challenged by the young Cub. He didn't handle it well. I think he will respond better. Let's look for him to be Simba this week. <laughs> nice Lion King reference. All right, that was Push Past the Expected, presented by Visa. One of the cool things that they're doing on NFL.com this year is is a feature each and every week on one of the most interesting stories in college football. We've had some of the best players in the country join us on the podcast to promote the article and get a chance to chat with some guys we're going to have to study as we lead towards the NFL draft buck. And this week is is one of my favorite reads that we've had because not only a good football player, it's a great story. It's Northwestern safety, Godwin Igwe Buque, and, and we've got Godwin joining us right now. And, and man, i got to tell you what, Learning so much about you during this during this feature, I've got a chance to study you as a football player. I, I love what I see on the tape, but learning your story, man, you you have got an interesting background, my friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's what I'm told. I, I'm one of those guys, you know, just like to try different things, you know, experience life to the fullest. And I've got some great friends, great family that's raised me, you know, to, to, to be able to experience those things and to, and to go out there and just. Get my hands dirty and see where it takes me. <laughs> hey, so you obviously are a bit of a renaissance man. And obviously at Northwestern, you guys have a culture where you have a bunch of different dudes in there. How does that play being so eclectic, so diverse in that locker room? Man, man, man. There are some really brilliant young men in this room. I mean, you could do a story on each and every one of them. I'm sure you can find some interesting things. Uh, that's kind of the culture here. You know, we're not only are we great athletes ready to compete, you know, great students, um, but there's really some some great young men who are who are very talented in a lot of different facets, and they inspire me just in all aspects of my life. I really couldn't imagine being anywhere else. I think it's really really unique group of guys, and I'm really happy to be here at Northwestern. When we talk about just being eclectic in a lot of different uh, interests, you paint. You've been a vocalist in a band, which we're going to get to that in a minute. But to me, I, I want to talk about you as a football player first, because when I watch you on tape. I see a guy that's it's aggressive, likes to get use the word get dirty down there in the box and, and is a really, really sure tackler. But then they also use you as a high safety, and I see you float over the top and make plays on the football. But how would you describe your, your play as a football player? Uh, I'd say, you know, dynamic. You know, I'm, like you said, I like to be all over the field. Um, not the, I'm not 6'3", 240, but I'll come down and hit you like I am, you know. Um, I like to fly around up top. I, I have great speed. You know, I'm, I'm aggressive. I also have, you know, the hips and capabilities to, to cover across the field. So, I mean, that's just, that's what it is. That's what it comes down for for me, man. Just being able to go out there and help wherever it need be for my team and uh, just doing whatever I can to, to get that win and just going out there with everything I have every Saturday. DJ talks about your versatility as a player. One of the things that really resonates in rooms your high aptitude, your football IQ, your ability to make checks and adjustments. Uh, how much do you love having so much responsibility in the back end of being able to be the traffic cop? Man, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, we got – I think part of that just comes down to just the culture here. We got a guy like Coach Hankwitz. Man, he's a he's a mastermind on the defensive side of the ball. and He puts a good amount on our plates, and it's it's really it's really a challenge. But who doesn't love a great challenge? You know, I'm challenged here already as it is playing, you know, Big Ten football academically and just stepping into that film room, you know, guys like Coach Brown and, and Coach Hank who are very, very thorough. Um, it's really challenging. Me and Kyle Carroll like to bounce ideas off each other's heads. 
And just knowing that, you know, when it comes down to being on that defense and making the right check to allow us to be successful, it's, it's really cool. I, uh, we love the challenge. We embrace it every Saturday. Yeah. I want to go back to before you got to Northwestern because I had a chance last year in the run-up to the draft to get to know a couple of these guys and Jake Butt and, and then Elfline, who's playing a great job at center for the for the Vikings. Two guys you grew up with, right? So high school teammates with these yeah, two fellas? Yeah. I mean, shoot. I've been knowing those boys since – the young tater tot days. I'm talking about <laughs> 70 years old. Oh, we got a picture. Field, not got- really know what we're doing, but just having a blast. Um, played against Jake in the championship game in Little League. Had a little comeback win against them. I'm sure he still remembers that. Was he pitching? <laughs> was he pitching? Uh, he was He was a tight end. He was still playing tight end back then. Uh, I, was, I actually played with Taco Charlton. He was on the Little League team that beat Jake's team. I'm sure you guys know about him. Dallas played oh, for yeah. Michigan as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I also grew up with him and then finally got to high school and got to combine me, Jake, and Pat Alfline's talents together. We were out there wreaking havoc. Sad story. We went 8-2 and two my junior year in regular season didn't go to playoffs. I don't know. That's a travesty. <laughs> I might ask around about that. I don't know how that happened. We'd have raised some havoc in the playoffs, but it's all good. It's all good. You know, We had a, had a lot of memories with those guys, man. It's funny because in, in reading through your story, not only that, but – uh, as scouts, we always look for bloodlines or legacy. And so the fact that Christian Okoye is your dad's second cousin, have you taken anything from that? Does that inspire you to maybe want to reach some of the heights that he was able to reach during his NFL career? I mean, yeah, it's it's always great to have that that legacy and that history just behind. And it definitely doesn't hurt. And just saying uh, the Nigerian pride, and you know, my dad's Nigerian, obviously Christian, Donald, all Nigerian, and just having pride and knowing what that means to me and uh, having a great come before me. Um, we like to say Nigerians are taking over. I think the takeover is, is still happening. It's been happening for a while now, but I'm trying to continue that Nigerian takeover. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome just having those connections to, to great NFL players like him. All right, I got to tell you, I'm going to put Bucky on the spot here because I've had a chance to listen to this music you're about to hear here, oh. Buck. And I, see, this is something that Godwin does a little bit on the side. He's got a former teammate. He's got a band, so he helps him out a little bit with some vocals. So I think we have a little bit of your music here. I'm going to let it roll for a second. Then I'm going to let Bucky, as an evaluator, we're both NFL scouts, so I'm going to let Bucky evaluate your skills on, on the mic a little bit. Let's, can we let it rip a little bit? Let's take a little listen to this. Been a while since I saw your face Glow like a flame, you were my hiding spot inside this place Five years all accounted for nothing I searched the moon under the flume if I could end up with something A few tears later I tried and calibrate Everything inside of me compressed until I tried to break Through of the rhythm my Christian tendencies dominate Wow. Hey, Buck, give me, give, me, give me your thoughts. Dude, if this is the voice, if this is the voice, I'm going to have to turn around. I'm going to have to turn around. I'm going to have to turn around. I'm going to have to hit the button. I'm going to have to see if I can get you on my squad. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I like that. Who's your – like, I, I can ask you about who you compare yourself to as a football player, and we get into that in a second, but as a musician, who do you compare yourself to? A vocalist. Uh, that's hard. I mean, I listen to a lot of different music. Personally, a lot of different kind of voice styles. A lot of people, you know, tell me some, you know, like a, a Sanfa. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him. Um, Daniel Caesar. I say I'm not as good as them by any means, but <laughs> I, I'll take the comparisons for sure. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty unique. I know uh, we're going to love you on the rookie show. When you have to do the rookie show in the league, they're gonna love. They're gonna love hearing you sing. They're gonna they're gonna like that a lot. Uh, how about? Cool. How, yeah, no, that's that's gonna be easy for you. How about as a football player though? If you had to compare yourself or stylistically, who you liked at the next level at the NFL level, maybe some of you watched growing up that you try and pattern yourself after a little bit. Um, well, I think you know one of the easy answers is the safety that I think almost every safety has been influenced by, which is Ed Reed. You know that that was just a legendary kind of guy right there. Um, loved watching him growing up. Uh, even now, probably say you know Earl Thomas. He, I think he's such an dynamic football player. That man is really all over the field, and not, and not like I said, not the biggest guy, but he'll come down and lay that boom when he has to too. But that man's just flying around, making plays all over the place, and you know guys like that. 
you know, really elevated the, the game for safeties and continue to influence guys like myself. I was around Ed for four years with the Baltimore Ravens, and you know a lot of people uh, rave about him with the instincts. I think what people didn't realize was how much study he did. You see him just take off off the hash, and you're like, man, what is he seeing? What is he looking at? It's something he's been studying all week long, and then it enables him to pull a trigger and go. How much time have you been spending in the film room this year and throughout your career, and how have you grown in that area? Man, I've definitely grown a lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, in high school, you're not really – know taught that side of the football it's more so go out there and play and so coming into college you know you think it's gonna be something similar and you're like wait a second this is a whole nother monster um thankfully I had you know upperclassmen like you know Ibrahim Campbell who I had to share a few years with uh Travion Henry who were like all right bro we know you're talented we know you you got skills but what about this part of football what about this aspect I was like well I guess you're all right so man Film room is becoming just become one of the biggest biggest parts and biggest growth areas for me in terms of you know elevating my game. Um, yeah, you guys already know. A lot of people don't know, but a lot of that work is not even done on the practice field. It's done in the film room. It's done in your room before you go to sleep. You know, with the iPad, hitting up Thundercloud, just sneaking in any time you can to just try to get that one tendency. Uh, Coach Brown really raves about you know watching film always stressing that there's always something you can find whether it's you know Friday night before even the Saturday game there's always something you're going to find on that film so I've had some you know great teachers uh, come before me and really continue to to grow and, and develop me in terms of that, that film but that's one of the biggest aspects that you learn and understand that really takes to that next level so it's been great. Now as former scouts, we love to kind of dig into the backstory because we both believe that it's the person, it's the character that really makes up the man that has success on and off the field. So we have a thing where we call the three H's. So we're going to ask you your greatest highlight, your greatest hardship, and who is your hero. So if I had to ask you, what has been your greatest highlight throughout your life? Greatest highlight? Man, 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 man. Uh, I'd say this perspective you know the perspective that I've tried to carry that my parents have instilled in me um I think no matter where you are in life if your perspective is wrong you know you're not going to be happy you're not going to be enjoying it you're not going to be seeing it uh, at its fullest so just understanding you know I'm, I'm blessed you know I'm here at Northwestern University in the classroom with some of the smartest people in the world literally literally some of the smartest people in the world and I'm also playing in the Big Ten against the greatest athletes in the world. And I'm in the locker room with some of the most brilliant student athletes. Um, so really just getting to this point where I'm at right now and, you know, obviously working to, to get to an even brighter spot, working to be in the NFL and put myself in the best spot I can, but also just being mindful of just how blessed I am and really taking that into consideration, you know, just thanking the Lord that this is where I am and, and I'm able to experience this life uh, in the best way I can. That's a thoughtful. That's definitely, definitely, probably where I'm at. That's, that's a very thoughtful answer. How about how about your hardship? What's a, a hardship you've had to overcome in life? Could be on the field, could be off the field. Uh, hardship. Let's think. Well, uh, I say, you know, one thing that was that was pretty hard for me was just um, around junior high, middle school. My dad got diagnosed with cancer. Got diagnosed with leukemia. And kind of around that time, you don't even realize just how, you know, fatal that, that cancer can be. You know, you're, you're at a young age, but, you know, I had to bounce around to, you know, different friends' house, which I'm extremely thankful for. Their parents letting me in the door, not seeing my parents for days or weeks, um, which was really tough. You know, thank the Lord my dad is cancer-free now. You know, he's, he's free of cancer and he's stronger than ever. You know, just the sacrifices my mom made, just trying to take care of the both of us, you know, being going to Cleveland for a few days, weeks while she left us, you know, with other people. So that was really tough. And just kind of looking back at it now, you know, it was tough in the situation. But, you know, all along, just seeing how much they sacrificed and just how strong they were, um, honestly, has made them made them my heroes. Honestly, to answer the next question, uh, it's really you change your perspective on them. You don't really see your parents in that light at a young age. They're like just your protectors. They take care of you, whatever, whatever. But things like that happen. You're like, okay, your parents are really people. They're really humans. They really, 
you know, have their own struggles and things they go through. And just seeing how they overcame all of that um, really speaks volumes to me and also just influences how I, you know, view myself in the world and just that perspective that I have I carry myself with. Well, that's, uh, that's a great answer. Hey, we are so excited and happy for you. Your, your pops is doing great, cancer-free. My dad's been through cancer and come out the other side of it, so uh, that is awesome news. Before we get out of here, though, before we wrap this thing up, i got to ask you the question that's been on my mind this whole time. NFL, <laughs> Super Bowl is as big as it gets. The halftime show is is the biggest thing going. It's kind of the combination of entertainment and sports. So with your, with your singing background now, I want to know, you can pick one act, one band, one singer – to high, so you're playing in the Super Bowl next year as a rookie. You're playing in the Super Bowl, and they're going to let you pick who the halftime who the halftime act is. Who is it? It's a good question. I, I think I'm a loyal man. I've been loyal to my man's Kanye since <laughs> since, first, since day one. I know he's been through some tough times. I know some <laughs> things going on, you know, off the off the concert rails. But that is the man. And I'm going with Kanye West. Nice. And then you figure out if you if you get into halftime early enough, you guys come out there with your former teammate. You go out there and rock it a little bit as opening. <laughs> That's that'd be incredible. Maybe the first to do it. Yeah, there um, you go. Playing a Super Bowl and also uh, performing halftime. Hey, man, you, you are a great dude. We've enjoyed getting a chance to, to visit with you and uh, to learn more about you through this article. Again, go to NFL.com and check it out. Wish you the best of luck. We'll be catching up with you, I'm sure, at the All-Star Games as well as the Combine and, and as we march towards the draft. Best of luck. Stay healthy. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate everything. Thank you. Now, that Bucky is an interesting young man. I mean, a Renaissance man to the fullest degree all of the different interests are so appealing is i mean it's really inspiring to have that kind of guy come on and to think about bringing and adding that kind of person to your locker room is something that i think every evaluating team builder would want because i think he enhances the value not only of the character of the squad he also brings some skills too yeah some skills and i like the energy we always talk about bringing energy into your building i think that's somebody that's definitely going to do that all right let's uh, let's jump into these college picks here Last week, this is a week where we all went 7-4. and four. I thought I had a terrible week, but I think I might have been the only one to get the two-pointer, or I was one of the few guys to get the two-pointer. So that kept me at 7-4. At and four. Um, It was not a uh, – I did not feel good about my my week overall, Buck. The uh, overall standings, I think we're still the same. It doesn't really change. It's Kent, Sully, uh, me and you in third and fourth place here. So we got some uh, some work to do to catch up. But let's, uh, let's try and get it done this week. You ready to roll? Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's start with the two-point game. Notre Dame at Miami, uh, Buck. This is uh, man, this is a it's kind of a toss up game here. I could go either way. What do you like? I'm gonna go with Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's physicality and their toughness, their ability to grind it out, is a little different than what Miami has seen and experienced. I know they had a tough game with Georgia Tech, so they won at the end. Notre Dame's a different animal, and that quarterback Brandon Woodbush, typically mobile quarterbacks have always given Miami trouble. We'll see if they got a recipe for this. Well, I like Miami's front seven. I like all the athletes they have, and I like they have a lot of depth. That Manny Diaz rolls some dudes through there, so hopefully they stay fresh against this Notre Dame attack. And I think get juiced up a little bit. This is a big game down there in Miami. I think game day's down there, so they'll be all fired up. I think they get just enough offense to get it done. I like the U to get this done. Sully picked Miami as well. Kent was with you on Notre Dame, so we're split even, even there. Uh, Two-point game of the week. All right, Georgia at Auburn. Woo, this is a good one. This is a great week of games, man. Who do you like? Great slate of games. I'm going to go with Georgia. Uh, just Kirby Smart and that crew, they really have it going. Had opportunity to look at some tape last night, and I like the way they're playing on defense. I know this is kind of a trap game. It's a sleepy game because it's Auburn. Georgia goes to Auburn, and they take care of business. Jordan Hare is not an easy place to play. They're going to be fired up. I'm going with the home team on here. I think Georgia, like they beat Notre Dame a little bit earlier in the year. I don't know if Notre Dame was playing as well then as they are now. And I look at the rest of the schedule. Georgia hadn't really played anybody. This is on the road against a good football team that has a good defensive front that can stop the run, force your young quarterback to throw the ball. I like Auburn to get this done. Man, me and Sully on the same page. He likes Auburn. Kent is with you once again on Georgia. This game I'm going to be going to, TCU, Oklahoma, uh, down there in uh, in Norman. I'm looking forward to this. I want to go down there and see Baker Mayfield live, get a chance to do that. But who do you like in this game? I'm going to TCU. Uh, TCU's defense. Of all the teams in the Big 12, I think TCU is the, the only, only one that has one. That actually has a defense, and I think that could be the difference. I know Mayfield shredded Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State had been playing pretty good defense prior to that game. I think there's a little something different about TCU also. Coming off that emotional win in Bedlam, can they bring it back again? I don't think so. I think this is a big game for TCU they get a dub 
By the way, Baker Mayfield, do you know how many true road games, not neutral site, but of road games he's lost since he took over to start at Oklahoma? Probably none. Zero. Big-time player. He's a big-time player. So, we'll, I, look, at home, I like Oklahoma in this game. Maybe not uh, Maybe not going to get 60, but I think if they can get 35 to 40, I, I think they'll be all right, and I think they will get that done. Uh, man, this is me and Sully against you and Kent. We both like Oklahoma, you and Kent taking TCU on the road. Michigan State at Ohio State. Hit the brakes! Are you? Oh, are you going to change your pick? Hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. He's going to change his pick. I huh? just had an epiphany. All right, what do you got? I just had an epiphany. I don't know. Something just came into my head. You're going to switch from Ohio State to Penn State. Yeah. We all have Ohio State on the paper, but you're I'm going, I'm going to Michigan State. I'm going to go to Sparty. I want to go Sparty. Wow. I want to do something different. Good go you. green. Look at you. That's a bold move. Go green. That's a bold move. All right, I'm, I'm changing your pick to Michigan State here. We've got Michigan it written State. down. The rest of us are going with Ohio State because we're of sane mind. Because you all, uh, you guys all love JT Barrett. You just give him one away, but I love JT Barrett. Just give him away. Nah, come on. I feel buddy. like I'm cherry picking right now. Like I feel, I feel like I should apologize. You saw JT Barrett last. Week. I didn't even go back on defense. Hey, <laughs> down here. Yeah, throw it down. I just made Michigan a layup. State. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, go sparty. Bold. I like you going bold there. Alabama at Mississippi State. I so wanted to take Mississippi State here. Go ahead. Step out. Step I'm not. Out of I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna gonna Come make on. that same mistake you just made. Play it safe. We all like Alabama in this. Mississippi State though. Fitzgerald can run around a little bit, make some things happen. It's not enough. They not not gonna be enough. They can get beat to death. Yeah, they almost lost. They almost <laughs> lost to UMass. I can't. I can't. I, 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 well, I can't. I can't do it. I can't make the case. All right, Iowa, Wisconsin, Buck. Iowa coming off. They just just hammered Ohio State. Now yeah, they got to go on the road, and that's why they can't win. Too, they need some space in between that. They can't get back to back on. I think you? they took down the goalposts. It's just too much. I'm gonna go with Bucky Badger. Wisconsin is gonna punish them. Punish them. Punish them. So you've got Wisconsin. Sully's got Wisconsin. Kent's got Wisconsin. Guess what, Buck? You lone woofing. Oh yeah. Nicely done. Nicely done behind the glass there. Uh, Chris filling in for Sully with a nice, nice work there. Um, to me, Iowa. They're battle tested, Bucky. Who has Wisconsin played? They haven't been in one of these games. Whoever shows up in the stadium on Saturday, that's who gets beat down. They haven't played anybody. Iowa's next. No, Iowa gets this done. Come I'm on, man. Like, on and I just saw that Ric Flair 30 for 30. Woo! Yeah. To beat the man, you got to beat the man. Iowa's not the man. Wisconsin ain't the man either. All right. Was not Let's go man. through the rest of these games real quick here. Washington, Stanford, Friday night special. We're all going with Washington there. Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Uh, whoa, Buck. Whoa. What? Iowa State. Yeah. Number 15 on the road. Lone Wolf in it there. The rest of us taking Oklahoma State. Iowa State actually at home in that game, so I see what you're doing there. Florida State, Clemson. Nobody has the guts to do it, huh? Have you seen Florida State? I have. They're bad. Clemson across the board. Washington State, Utah. I think I'm lone wolfing it here. You guys are all going with Washington State. Utah's not an easy place to play. Rice Eccles. Not an like easy place to go. I feel like Luke Falk has maybe figured it out. If they keep him in the lineup. Yeah. And if not, they'll do up-downs on the sideline. In the middle of the game. Bonus game here because our, our uh, producer, Sully, uh, the pod producer, is is out this week. He's dealing with some some family stuff. So, Sully, we're thinking about you. Get back as soon as you can. We miss you here, pal. But we do want to mention, because he's a loyal volunteer, Tennessee at Missouri. And in honor of – nah, I, I pick Missouri. You pick Missouri over pick Tennessee? Tennessee. Uh, Sully, I love you. I miss you, buddy. You but pick I can't, Missouri over Tennessee? I can't pick Tennessee. They're terrible. <laughs> How are you going to dedicate a game to somebody and pick a I love them? Sully, but I just – That I, doesn't yeah. make any sense. He would be happy with this because oh he wants my a gosh. change. I, he I, wants a coaching I did. I'm doing him a favor. I did. It. I dedicate this one for you, but I'm going to pick the opponent. Yeah. Sully, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with Tennessee. Look, I hear Rocky Top in my ear. This is like this. Is yeah. like, I'd like to send Come this. Come on. Call Casey Case. I'd like to send this song out to my <laughs> – the love of my life, and then uh, and it's then, the end of the road. And then, <laughs> I was going to say your love's like bad medicine, uh, but uh, end of the road is better. Uh, nice, I like that one. A little breakup song. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's too good. Hey, Sully, hurry up and get back. But your balls aren't winning this week. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us today, Buck. Again, the podcast. How many days a week are we doing this? Three days a week. Sunday night, Monday mornings, Tuesday, Thursday, three times, three times. Make sure you download it. Get yeah, it. you get that Sunday night takeaway pod. You can get it late Sunday night, or if you wake up Monday morning and want to listen to it on the way into work, here's a good way for you to do that. This is the Thursday show, which is also a video show. If you're listening to this on audio, NFL.com/slash/mts-video or NFL now to check that out. Check out all of our videos. That same website, NFL.com/slash/mts-video, as well as YouTube.com slash NFL. Man, we got through it, Buck. We did Great it. interview. Got a stud safety. One Great. of the more interesting players in college football. Enjoyed that. 
uh, a lot of college football talk, NFL previews. So we got a lot covered today. All right, that's going to do it for us. This has been Move the Sticks presented by the Ford F-Series. We'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.